On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Eric Dingler about creating a website that works for you. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a longtime friend, first-time guest. He is the owner of Coastal City Creative, which is an awesome white-label website creation company. And in the interest of transparency, he does the websites for Hossman Marketing, my company as well, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Eric Dingler, thanks for joining me, man. Hey, Kirby, thanks for having me on. And uh, this is exciting. Always good to talk to you. And uh, I'm excited to get into this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I do. As you said, let's get into it. Um, I want to kind of talk about this because you've been doing websites for a long time now. And, you know, I know that you've probably seen some great ones and you've seen some not so great ones. So what are some mistakes you see organizations making when they create their website? Yeah, great question. Uh, I get this uh, question an awful lot. And so I really had a chance to look at it. A uh, couple things that I, I generally see. Uh, one, people have the idea, uh, I'm going to build this website and people are going to come to it, you know, um, <laughs> because it's going to get found out of the 500 billion websites on the internet. Yeah. Um, and so that that's kind of the first mistake. The second is then they create a website that they like. Um, I'm constantly working with, with partners as we're building their website and having to remind them like, yes, I, I get that you think the text is too big, but remember your, your, your typical website visitor is 65 because mm -hmm. you're in a nursing home. So <laughs> maybe the text needs to be a little bigger. Um, you know, and so just things like that. Um, and then they put on, uh, way too much content, like, you know, when we're designing a website for a restaurant, they don't really care about the 2,500 words you have to say about the history of how your website or how your restaurant came to be. Like right. people don't care. They want to know what do you have for them? Um, and so that, I think that's that kind of are the big ones. And then the, the, the other actually really big one is they build a website. Um, then maybe they come up with a way to get traffic to the website, but then they have no way to make a connection and start nurturing a relationship. Um, and that comes down to a lead magnet and then email sequencing and all of that. No, I love that. And I, it's one of those things I think it's a challenge that you and I have talked about in all of marketing is that we, we do sales and we do marketing that matters to us. And I think what I take away from that is like, look, think of the customer, what they care about and what matters to them and design from there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and think about all the fundamentals of, of marketing, you know, especially when I work with people that are in marketing, um, you know, they, they, they suddenly forget all of these fundamentals. Like somebody's going to see my one, website one time and they're going to lay down $5,000 at my feet. Like, are you kidding me? Like that doesn't happen. You, you have to nurture that relationship. You have to be in front of mind and, and people get, weird about that. Like we'll, we'll be working on setting up like an email sequence and so, or something like that. And they'd be like, yeah, but you know, only 10% of people open it or 15 or 20% are opening and reading it. That's okay. Everybody else still sees your email every week or so. And, and yes, they swipe to archive it, but you're front of mind. So right. the next time they think insurance 
pizza, hobby, whatever it is you're in, you're the person they think of. They don't, they don't Google such and such near me. They know you because they've been seeing your name over and over and over. So the goal isn't always, yes, of course, we're constantly striving to figure out how to get them to open emails. That's, that's ideal. But the secondary win is they signed up that you got their email and and it and the words make a difference. I just this week saw something I was so excited about. Um, can I tell a story about? Yes, it? please. All right. So um, I'm working. Uh, one of my clients is a brewery. They were scheduled to launch open grand opening um, two weeks ago. Well, as we're recording this, we're in the stay at home orders. Uh, every restaurant is closed, and they're okay. just like what are we going to do? And so we got together and we said, Hey, listen, why don't you host a virtual beer garden? All right. Like get some people together and they liked the idea. They drug their feet literally last Friday afternoon call and goes, Hey, we're doing this Thursday evening. Like we're ready to go. And I'm like, okay, we've built nothing. So (laughs) we, we, we built, um, over the weekend, we built a, a single page website for them thought about the story and really worked through the story brand process, the, the Donald Miller stuff. And I told him, I said, Hey, listen, I, I want you to have realistic expectations. We're going to put this out there. You're going to get 10, 15 people. Like you're only going to be promoting the webpage for 24 hours. Like you're going to get 10, 15 people are going to give you your email address. Five are going to show up. Right. Okay. Uh, well, they had 40 people sign up to their email list in 24 hours and 30 of them were on wow. the, the Zoom virtual beer garden, right? They, what, and what they did was amazing. Here's the two beers we're going to feature. They're not done brewing yet. And so they partnered with another brewery, sent people to that brewery. People were sitting there cracking the beer open and the master brewer sitting there talking about the recipe and the process to that. And, they, and it was... It was an amazing one hour online and they were seen now as somebody elevating others in the, the community. Super and, good. Yeah. And now they have these email addresses of people that they're going to be able to start maintaining that relationship. And the first time they go to take, do takeout orders, man, they've got some raving fans that are going to be at their doors. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. so when you are meeting with clients, to, to discuss a website. I'm curious, what questions do you ask? And I guess sort of secondarily, are they the same questions you've always asked or has that evolved? Yeah, good. Uh, totally evolved. Um, the, <laughs> I used to just ask, um, what do you think makes a website look nice? What are your yeah. favorite colors and you know, all the stuff. And we designed really great website and that's, that's how I got started. Um, but, but really over time I've learned to, to, you know, what really matters is what are your goals? What do you want to do? Like, if you need your website to be the, the driving force of bringing, you know, a million dollars of revenue into your business, um, well, let's get it right, you know? Right. And, and so, and, and that's one of the questions I've, I've come to ask is like, what's the value this is going to bring? Listen, I've got some clients, like I've got, we've got one client. She has a website all about the Jamestown Exposition um, of 1908. Um, there's family hit. She loves, you know what? We built the website for practically nothing. She pays $500 a year. Uh, cause she's, she's just doing it as a passion project to, to honor our, you know, the community and her family. But then I've got other clients that are like, 
you know, we want our, you know, we need our website to make $500,000. You know, this brewery that I'm talking about, they're investing two and a half million dollars to start this business. Right. This website has to work. Uh, well, to do that, we need to put the resources behind it to make it work. Right. Um, and so we got to bring on some, you know, we bring in some experts, you know, copywriters and stuff like that on our team that can, that can make that work. So, that's, that's um, cool. but the questions revolve around what are your really, what are your goals? What do you need it to do? Um, and then who's the ideal website visitor? Mm, um, yeah, that's key. I can get you a lot of traffic. I can get you 10,000 visitors next month. Um, but if they all make, you know, $30,000 a year and you're selling a $5,000 product, ain't none of them going to buy. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, sorry. Yeah. Um, so your website has to look completely different and you have to market it different if you want to reach people, a demographic, a demographic of people that are making $100,000, $150,000 a year. Yeah, no, that's great. Understanding the goal of the, the, the client is so key. So final question for you. If you, if you, if someone wants to create their own site, let's just say, or they're working on working with someone for a site, what's one piece of advice you'd give them to make sure it hits the mark? Read the book, uh, Marketing Made Simple by Don Miller mm, and do what it good. says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love simple. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually listening to that book as we speak. So yeah, it is, it is very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, and so that, and then ask to look at a web designer's portfolio and never look at their own website because our websites are the last ones to get work, yeah. <laughs> you know, because the client stuff gets done first. Um, and so I'm always like, yeah, you can, you can look at our website, but it needs some attention. So, yeah. but look at this one, look at this website. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's a hundred percent fair. But, and the reality of it is, is you, you've sort of given us uh, clues all through the, the interview where it's like, think about the goal and what you're trying to accomplish and, and, and kind of go at it through there as opposed to, Hey, I want it to be pretty. And I think so many times that's, that's the big thing. So, well, Hey, you have answered my three questions. I appreciate that. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? I do. I do. So I'm here. I know that you are, uh, you create content like nobody I've ever seen before. You're, you're a content producing machine. Um, and I know that also comes with the element that you, you know, you, you take in content, you know, you're reading blog posts, reading lots of books and, and things like that. Um, but what I wanted to ask you was this, I'm trying to level up my content creation game. And, and I struggle, I, I can sit down with somebody and it's one of those things. It's, it's really easy for me to map out ideas for somebody else. But when I think about my own business, I'm like, I don't know what to write about. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just kind of curious when you go to two things, I'm going to make this a two-parter. Yeah, please. Um, when, when you started out, did you start out creating this, the, the amount of content you create right now? Um, and on, on your journey, you know, how have you got to the point where you're able to produce content? Like, who are you thinking about mm. when, when you write a piece of content? So that's my, that's my questions. Yeah. So the first, the first question was, did I start at the clip that I'm at now? No. Um, and it, it, to be honest with you, I think at the beginning, it was like, I knew I should be doing something. And, and, and also in the interest of transparency, I enjoy doing it, right? Like I yeah. like writing, I like creating videos and stuff like that. 
but I wasn't sure why I wasn't sure what it was just like, I'm just going to throw a bunch of stuff at a wall. And where the magic sort of happened for me is when I realized it, through trial and error that it wasn't like you write one blog post and, and the world opens up. It, it wasn't like you do one video and it's dollar shave club and it's viral where, where the magic happened for me was consistency. Once I realized I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do a weekly word, right? Every single week I picked a word and I did a, some sort of personal development piece. I did it every week for like, I don't know, two or three years. I mean, I just yeah. kept after it. Delivering marketing joy like we're doing now. I think this is going to be episode 289 or something like that every single Wednesday. Once I realized that consistency was the biggest key, everything changed because then you go, well, I'm not looking for, um, I'm not trying to create a viral video. I'm trying to create a valuable video. Mm. And then if you do it consistently, then you start to get feedback from the audience, right? Oh, this one really did well. This one didn't. Why? Was it timing? Was it the content? And I think because I always compare content to fitness. Like it, so many people with fitness, they start a workout plan and they kill themselves for four days. After four days, they're sore and they don't really see anything different and they want to die. And it's like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. And so they stop, right? Content's sort of the same thing. Content and social media. It's like, I'm going all in. I've been to a conference and I'm doing this. And they do it for two weeks and there's, they're not millionaires after two weeks. And so they stop, right? And so, but in reality, both of them, if you do just a little bit every single day, you will lose weight. If you do a little bit every single day, you'll have an impact on your business. So like for me, I have scheduled it in the morning where I write. Well, if you do it all the time, some of those will be good. Some of them won't. Doing delivering marketing joy every Wednesday, I create my own accountability structure, right? Mm. And so then, you know, back to, and one final thought about this is I think when I started doing content, if I'm being transparent, I was very egocentric. Like I created content that I wanted to look at or that I thought made me look smart. Ultimately, the, the um, content that has really resonated is the times that I'm transparent, the times that I talk about how I've struggled or the times that I'm like, okay, these are questions my clients continue to ask me. I need to answer them in a written or video form. Kind of a long answer, but is that help? No, that's really, that's really good. It's the exact same thing with, with designing a website. Yeah. Um, you know, identify your website visitors problem um, and show them how you're going to, and, and solve it for them, you know, or, <laughs> exactly. or show them how you're going to help them solve it really is yeah. the best approach. But, but thinking about them and yeah, no, that's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, it's funny because I, I think at this point, after four or five years of doing this sort of thing on a regular basis, there's a lot of people who look at me and go, oh, well, you, you, you know, this is easy for you. Well, A, it's still not easy, but B, it just, you do anything for enough, <laughs> enough time and it, you do get better at it. And so hopefully. <laughs> Well, Eric, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much. We'll have to do it again sometime, okay? Sounds great, Kirby. Thanks. All right, man. That's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. Oh.